Okay. <laughs> I think every time, <laughs> every time we say that during the show, it's like somewhere in the distance. Anyway. All right. So we're going to talk about The Mandalorian, the book announcements uh, from NYCC, and Resistance, right? Bingo. Okay. So we're just going to dive in. Do oh. you guys want to talk about The Mandalorian or books first? Uh, let's get The Mandalorian out of the way. I was going to go the opposite. <laughs> okay, so let's get the books the out of the way. You're the tiebreaker, cat. No, no, let's you're get the, the books. Cat, you're the tiebreaker. Uh, uh, books. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know that I'm a bookworm, so... You see, Cat right here books. is a real nerdy type. She reads a lot. Yeah. Well, I figure we can go, we can increase from new books which is exciting, to Mandalorian, which is really exciting, to Resistance, which is woohoo, new. All right, Kat, lead us through the book. Through the book All list. right. So we got some book announcements. That was very aggressive. We got some book announcements at uh, <laughs> It could New have York been more Comic-Con. aggressive, so you're fine. You're good. <laughs> we got the book announcements! <laughs> Put some idiots! We got books! Read them! <laughs> Um, so just a few <coughs> updates, uh, on some, on some upcoming books. I think the biggest one being that there's a new adult novel coming out called Alphabet Squadron by Alexander Freed, and it's going to take place after Return of the Jedi and focus on a group of pilots who all pilot a different class of ship. So there's A, B, U... X, X and Y wings. I'm like right. trying to remember my, alf- my alphabet soup. Um, you said pilots <laughs> a few times in that, so shots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that I think a lot of people are looking forward to that. Did either of you read the EU um, like X wing squadron or Rogue Squadron? books the x-wing series series. yeah i read the half of the first one back in high school like my freshman year Mm. i know a lot of people really loved those so i think this will probably have a nice niche in the star wars universe plus it it won't (laughs) because everything right now (laughs) is focused around ace pilots (laughs) they are really focusing on pilots now that's that's everybody wants to be a pilot pilots post return of the Jedi, but not close enough to. Oh, wait, no, that's all. I mean, resistance is pretty much like a week before it's... Force Awakens. So never mind. Yeah. Um, I redact that statement. Still, I guess it's a nice, nice switch from Jedi, Jedi just Jedi and the force users. No, no. Although the, la- the last hmm? season of everything was. Um, uh, before a new hope. So we were we are learning more about the galaxy before a new hope. Um, with um, obviously the prequel movies and Clone Wars and uh, Rebels and Solo. That's all in Rogue One. All prior to a new hope. Now everything seems to be post Return of the Jedi. Right. But but prior to. The Force Awakens. That's that's the season that we're in now. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Where everybody's Mo- exp- 
everything is involved with that timeline right now. Wait, Most, no, there's another book. Mostly, no, there's we because they finally revealed the cover for Claudia Gray's Master and Apprentice novel, which will focus on Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. So, and we are getting the Padme Amidala book next year as well. So, we're not completely But you know, John we John's well, and we get the end we're of, like weaning off of it a little bit. Of, and we get yes. the end of Clone Wars too, right? Yeah. Eventually, yeah. Right. So there are some exceptions, certainly. But it seems like the the majority of the things that are coming our way are locked into a certain time frame. Yes. At a Post. certain time frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's that's legit. You know what? We're definitely get... Sorry, go ahead. Oh no! I mean, I think I think John is make makes a good point. Is that yes? When we're when we're talking about like post post a new hope, um, yes, there's kind of there's kind of a limited range. It's either right after Return of the Jedi, which we saw in Chuck Wendig's Aftermath series, or it's literally right before The Force Awakens, like the Poe Dameron comic and Resistance and Phasma. Uh, and you know some of, some of those other things. I think the closer we get to episode nine, the more we're gonna get starting to get revealed from like like the other stuff we want to see, like Luke's whole business during this whole time. Um, mm-hmm. the, the pieces are gonna start falling into place towards the end of the trilogy, right? Is that fair to say? So we get closer You're, to that. Yeah. I would say, because I definitely don't think, I mean, and quite honestly, I would not be surprised if we actually didn't fill in a lot of the gaps even after episode nine comes out, because I don't think they want to overplay their hand and do anything that might reveal something, even though at this point we wouldn't know, but... (laughs) Um, The last little bit of book news is that the current Darth Vader comic series written by Charles Soule is going to end at issue 25. So in the next couple of months, I think. Um, But there's going to be another Vader comic series, uh, a limited five-issue series called Shadow of Vader that's going to be written by our favorite author, Chuck Wendig. And it's going to... (laughs) And it's going to focus on the effect that Vader has had on certain characters and or groups. So should be interesting. Be maybe less about Vader up close and personal and more about what happened after. I don't know. Sounds interesting. I'll read it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be getting it on my subscription, <laughs> my comic you know, subscription. I'm wondering if that'll somehow tie in possibly to the Vader Immortal VR thing that they announced. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. That'd be dope. That that looks cool. And I want one of those like I've never wanted a VR thing. Like ever. <laughs> But that Vader Immortal, like, yes, take my money. Yeah, basically. Sign me up. Like, I'm throwing my wallet at the monitor, but nothing's happening. Yeah. Help. 
I really want, I really wish, so they have that Secrets of the Empire yeah. virtual reality experience that's at several locations around the U.S., and I think there are a couple internationally as well. Really want to try that. It looks super cool. They should bring it to Seattle. Just saying. Man, I mean, I'm, I'm going to, it's in Dallas, right? Everybody yeah, I think so. It's in Dallas. I'm going there for my buddy's wedding next summer. Uh, buy some tickets. Like, sorry, do dude. It. Congratulations. Love you both. <laughs> Peace. I'm off. Peace off. <laughs> here's to here's a new blender or flatware or whatever the hell it is. It's yours. I'm going to the BR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you did get you. He's a user and a blender. They do the same thing, basically. If you think about it, bye bye. <laughs> Are they Star Wars fans? <laughs> One of them's flip, so. Would they, would they consider having their reception there? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll make it happen. All yeah. right. All right. Do it. Do it. Yeah, I've got some friends that just went to Disney World, and they've got Ooh. the VR there. <gasps> and they said, Did you need do to it? do this, John! Oh, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> It in. Oh, they're gonna rub it in. <laughs> they always do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's it for book news. Let's move on to another exciting bit of news. Uh-oh. The no. The Mandalorian. Woo! It's definitely the vibe we're getting for this. Um, I don't know. Were you guys surprised to see that drop? Because it just kind of was like, oh, and by the way, here's John Favreau dropping. Here's John Favreau of the show dropping that. Yeah, that's fine and all, but come on, we got Taika Waititi and Bryce Ellis Howard and Filoni directing something. An episode for that? Yeah. That's yeah. what set yeah. out the most. More than like that uh, cool. photo. That made me happy. Yes. Like on the inside, like just really, really warm feeling. Like like a blanket, a nice Star Wars blanket. Yes, the 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 announced directors list for The Mandalorian looks really, really good. I'm really excited Exciting. about that. Yes. And finally, can we just say it? Finally, getting some actual diversity behind the camera and kind of branching oh, out. Oh, come a on, Kathleen Kennedy's been on your side the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it's a great list of directors. I mean, I do have to say that because I'm not a movie person, that I haven't. See, I mean, some of this is TV too, I guess. Um, one of the directors, Deborah Chow, um, has directed Jessica Jones, but I haven't right. watched that. Um, <laughs> so I'm ex- so I'm ex- like, so I'm well, not you're necessarily, out, Missy. I know, I know, I'm a yeah, I know, <laughs> you're a terrible person, but that's okay. I am, I am, so I'm excited to see these because I quite honestly haven't had that much exposure to them, so. That's exciting. I'm excited. It's also exciting that Dave Filoni is going to do the first episode. He's directing the first episode. So it'll be curious to see how Dave translates his 
skills from the animation side to the live action side. It's feloniisms. I want to see how they transfer. F- yeah, it's we we, we yeah. talked about that once. Just can Feloni transfer proper to live action? And I was probably the the one that was pushing for it the most out of the three of us. Um, probably true. I, I'd really like to see him take a step down that path and and see what he can do because I'm a big fan of his what he's done with Star Wars and animation. And now let's see how he directs real life people. And it's really smart of them to give him the keys in this fashion that they can quickly take away if they need to. Totally. No, I think this is a great stepping stone. If, if Filoni was ever going to step into a position where he might actually be directing, you know, a feature length film, you know, starting at the TV level and getting experience doing live action that way is probably a good stepping stone for that. Oh, yeah. So I agree. I totally agree with you that I think that's a that's a smart move all around. We should get Ron Howard back to do an episode two with his daughter. That'd be, That'd killer. be cool. That'd be killer. I no mean, way. especially since The Mandalorian, which is going to be set after Return of the Jedi, and it definitely has, at least from the one photo that we've gotten so far, you know, does kind of have that Western vibe similar to what Ron Howard had a little bit in Solo. So it would be cool to see him back again. And I think he had a good time doing Solo, so... That'd be cool. I want to see more Ron Howard Star Wars. Solo's, do you guys know Solo is not my favorite Star Wars movie? But you you can tell the guy has a passion for the franchise. And yeah, I, 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 want, to, I want to see him take another crack at it. It would be nice Without to see him the take drama. a... Yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It would be nice to see what Ron Howard could do with like clean slate you know, from the ground up, not coming in to clean up somebody else's mess. Um, Somebody else's mess. You know how, (laughs) you know how, and on TV shows, um, yes, I watch TV. After a while, the actors on the show get to direct an episode or two or Mm -hmm. five or six or whatever. Mm -hmm. Are there any Star Wars actors that you would like to see sit in the director's seat for one of these episodes. Ooh, well, um, hasn't Natalie Portman done some directing? She has indeed. Um, I don't know if she would be interested, but that, I mean, that would be someone who's actually done some directing, um, that has been in Star Wars. Carrie Fisher Um, would have been an awesome Star Wars director. Oh my God. Yes, she would have. Yeah. Mm. What about like you and McGregor? No. No. <laughs> Has he done any direct? No, you don't. You just say no to. <laughs> I, I love Ewan, but I, I love his movies. But I, I don't think uh, based on like like the way he talks about his movies, I got him totally like judging him something like an asshole. He d- he just doesn't come off as a director. Mm. To me. Okay. Well. Hey. Fair. I mean, not every actor is cut out to be a director, so I'm trying to think of anyone anyone else off the top of my head. Mark Hamill? I was thinking Mark Hamill. 
That would be cool. Be cool if we even, or if we got like a Hamill voice cameo or something. Oh, that'd be killer. Oh, you, there's got to the be show. a Hamill voice cameo somewhere in there. Yeah. There's yeah. got to be. I am, I, I mean, am, I am certain that if Luke does show up in any form on Resistance, you know, be it a flashback, be it a hologram, something, it's going to be Mark Hamill. Or, or the Mandalorian. Or the plot twist, Mark Hamill is the Mandalorian. well they haven't announced any casting news um there's a rumor that pedro pascal who i believe is on game of thrones yeah um there's a rumor running around that has absolutely like i don't know you know five percent probably chance of being true but um there was or is a rumor going around that Pedro Pascal might be cast in the Mandalorian. Maybe he is the Mandalorian, but they've not actually made any formal casting announcement. No, so. he's a, he's a Mexican. These spaghetti Westerns always have the Mexican character. <laughs> <laughs> what about Warwick Davis as director? Huh? That's a good one, John. What if Warwick, Di- Warwick Davis was in the series in some way? What if he was? That'd be awesome. What if Anthony Daniels is I mean, in the series awesome. and he directs an episode? What if? Okay. <laughs> what if okay? I could, yeah, I I could see these as being possibilities. I mean, both Anthony Daniels and Warwick Davis have done voice work in the animated shows, so... Yeah. It would not, it mean, it doesn't really stretch the imagination to think that they might be somehow involved in live action. Even if it's like voicing a creature or. Huh. What are you? Ewan McGregor has two directing credits. Oh, okay. Interesting. American See, Pastoral I... from 2016. Never heard of oh, it. Oh, what? Oh, wasn't it? That wasn't that an Oscar? Like, wasn't there? Maybe it wasn't actually nominated for an Oscar, but I remember it got a lot of buzz. I haven't seen it because I don't watch movies. Ooh, the critics aren't too Wars. nice to it. Oh, oh, never mind. And Tube Tales, a segment called Bone on something called Tube Tales, an anthology hmm. of some sort. <laughs> Not a clue. All right. Well, he he's dabbled, so. But it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yes. He dabbles. So are you guys excited about this reveal? Were you excited about this reveal? What are your thoughts? How are you feeling? Go, Tell John. how you feel. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm t- totally excited. I mean, more Star Wars, right? <laughs> well, more yeah. John, Star Wars, more are you snacking on something? I'm kind of having some- <laughs> A little snack, yeah. I've been hearing it. Like he's talking with something in his mouth. He just finished chewing. Yeah, I've been, uh, you were like John, go, and John's like, oh, uh. disclosure. Um, the um, and they're not on my diet, but um, uh, combos, baked snacks, uh, buffalo blue cheese pretzels are um, quite delicious. Got it. Sounds scrumptious. Combos. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to be like a regular customer of combos when they had the nacho cheese combos. Those were my favorite, but they took them away. Oh, and I'm bastards. So I'm trying the buffalo blue cheese ones, and those are good. 
But anyway, yeah, I'm psyched about it. More more Star Wars, more better. I mean, yeah, let's let's see some more Mando stuff out there. I mean, there's there's obviously a a segment of Star Wars fans that are huge into the whole Mandalorian. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> and I mean, they they made the whole Mandalorian thing bigger um by themselves without, you know, the Clone Wars bringing the Mandalorians into it. And mm-hmm. um and the prequels and and you know all that stuff. So they're starved for more of that Boba Fett, Jango Fett, Pre Vizsla stuff. All that <laughs> you know. The more they can get, the better. And I'm certainly intrigued. I mean, it's set in the Star Wars universe. I'm pretty much guaranteed to at least like it somewhat. So <laughs> yeah, bring it on. Live action Star Wars TV show. Yeah, I'm ready. Bring it on. Basically, I mean. I'm not I'm not part of the whole Mando Mandalorian cult, but but like John's saying, it's 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 new what? It's a cult. <laughs> Maybe sure, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a segment of Star it's Wars. It's a cult fans following. That it, it's a cult following. It, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um and it's expanded over the years and been yes. you know, I obviously I, I think it's it's a, a segment of our fan base that's that's got some uh legitimate um story time in the clone wars and in rebels and that part of the universe has expanded quite a bit and obviously with the the wrap-up of the clone wars that we're going to get that'll be featured there as well yeah and and so here we have another lone mandalorian that we get to see the ongoing adventures you know this will be not boba fett Mm -mm. part two what if it is boba fett it's then not. I'd like it a little less. <laughs> Got some new armor. I would. Perhaps I would. you're losing I, the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited about. No, they wouldn't do that. It's terrible. A, a new character. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not excited about. I wouldn't be very excited about the Adventures of Boba Fett as mm. a TV show, because to me, he's going to be the hero of the of the show, right? And the adventures are going to revolve around him. Um, and Boba Fett's not a hero character in my eyes. He's more of an anti-hero. He's not a villain. He's more of an anti-hero. He's, he's one of those mercenary type. He's he's basically right. Deadpool. He's yeah yeah Deadpool Just, without the the funny without the fourth wall breaking. But yeah, right. the, yeah, so I refer to it as just like a cult following because I mean, growing up. I just never saw the appeal because there was never much there to begin with, with the Mandalorians for me. You had the cool skull logo, um, but in the movie, I mean, we just got Boba Fett and then Django, pretty much. That really didn't do much for me. It's like well, it's, it's no. like the equivalent of like today, you're, the Knights of Ren discount- having a huge following. Oh uh, well, maybe not because they've only been really spoken about in just a glimpse. I know, and the, yeah, there's a lot of Empire. wonderful. There's a lot of wonderful concept art. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, fan art. Know. I'm sorry, fan art of people obsessed with the Knights of Ren and what they do, what they do, and what they might. But they don't have, have lines in any films, and Boba Fett had lines at least. You He's know. no good to no, me, man, Dad. Five, he, five of yeah. them. <laughs> right. Put him in the cargo, like. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, that's pretty little much little difference there. Little bit. Not much. Not much. But a little bit. A little bit, yeah. 
But I yeah, the whole point of that, I'm excited. New Star Wars, first live action Star Wars show. Yeah. Hell yeah. Bring it on. Post yeah. Return of the Jedi. I'm 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 there. I, I Bryce Ellis Howard, take it with TD, Dave Filoni, John Frappuccino. I'm totally on board. <laughs> well, I feel like the Mandalorian will be kind of a gray character anyway. I mean, I I mean, I guess in the sense as far as Star Wars go, he'll probably still do some, you know, heroic things, but it seems kind of more like that lone west, you know, lone wolf kind of thing. So, I wasn't super excited about Mandalorians, but the photo looks really cool. And I'll, it's Star Wars. I'll give anything a try. So she gets it. Yeah. <laughs> what would make you super excited? <sighs> We're announcing a live action Star Wars movie or Star Wars series. It's about. It's about, I don't know. The I mean, I mean, the handmaidens. Yeah, that would be cool. I want like prequel girl squad. <laughs> Teenage girl squad, teen girl squad. Uh. <laughs> so Degrassi, but Star Wars Degrassi. Well, no. Uh. <laughs> no, I, I'm actually, the one thing that excites me about. Padme, the teenage queen, the series. Yes. Yeah. One thing that excites me about the Mandalorian is that being set where it is in post return of the Jedi, there is the potential and I think I talked about this before um, when, you know, it was first revealed that the show was going to take place post Return of the Jedi, is that there are some cool new characters that we've been introduced to, at least in the books. And it would be cool if maybe some of those people showed up on small screen, if they won't show up on the big screen. So <laughs> there's some potential there. But also it's going to, take place on like the back end of the galaxy. So who knows on Batu? Who I knows? was about to say something. <laughs> Batu's about to come up. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. <laughs> Batu, Batu. Star Wars. But I'm excited to see what the live action brings. And I'm excited about the directors that they're going to be using. So I hope it's good. I think. I, you know, I have a feeling that it's going to be good, so I hope that's true. I'm looking forward to it. Totes. Chica. All right. <laughs> so, should we talk about Resistance now? No. Yeah. No. All right, we're done. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Wait, but don't you want to be an ace pilot? <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Ace. Damn it, I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you're not drinking alcohol. <laughs> you don't know what's in there. I said it was a Diet Coke. That's true. Stick it, it up your ace. Damn it. <laughs> okay, so, so let's talk about the pilot episode. Whoops. Are we just going to talk Take about... Take another drink. <laughs> are we just going to talk about the premiere, or are we going to talk about the first... Three episodes. I think we should talk about the first three. They're all I mean, available on the Disney yeah. Now app. Everyone's seen them. So, 
I think everyone's but seen them, but let's take them in sequential if, order. If they have um if they have a cable login anyway. Right. Technically we yeah. got four episodes. We did? Well, if you The premiere of the first two stitched together. Yeah. I see. Okay. All right. Just saying, we got the first four episodes. Right. It, aired, yeah, yeah. it aired as one episode. So. Yeah, but there's a dip to black in between that shows that that's obviously where they stitched the second episode. The first okay, episode, it's two okay. episodes. Okay, okay. All right. All right. Ruling on the technicality, it's both. <laughs> All right. Do you know Ready? me? Do you know me? I know you. Thank you. I feel you, bro. I feel me. I feel This me. matters to me. So let's talk about the very long first slash first second episode. Um, I I think I was the first one of the three of us to report back on my feelings about it. Yes. And, and it was, is I, it was a lot of setting things up. A lot of exposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It- and, and like almost too much. It's like it, I felt like they could have been more concise. I mean, it it felt very much like a Star Wars animated show pilot. Premiere. Um, premiere. Shut. Sorry. <laughs> Take a drink. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I recently watched, um, not recently, but in the past few months, I went back and I rewatched the premiere episode for Rebels. Which now I'm totally having like early onset Alzheimer's and I can't remember what it's called. By the way, the Eugene Walk to End Alzheimer's is this Sunday. So if you're in the Eugene area and you're listening to this before Sunday the fourteenth, come on down to Alton Baker Park and hang out with me. <laughs> so so this felt very much Spark kind of rebellion. like standard premiere episode. Yeah. A lot of exposition. Um, a lot of setup, you know, there's kind of a lot of comedy-esque bits, um, a little bit of action, you know, it it felt very much like the premiere of Rebels in a way. Maybe AIM skewed slightly younger, um, right. but... They felt they felt very similar to me. I definitely thought, <laughs> like compared to the Clone Wars movie, which I guess you would consider the premiere of premiere episode of Clone Wars, it definitely felt a lot more even in that sense. Um, you know, it's kind of one Arc. one cohesive story. Yeah, you know, it's the the whole setup revolves around getting Kaz on the Colossus. And kind of establishing himself. So it definitely felt more cohesive in that sense. But I I mean, I enjoyed it. I, you know, there are definitely some funny bits. I like a lot of the supporting characters in the show. I'm a little bit neutral on Kaz right now. But we can talk more about that. Ezra 2.0. I'm sorry, excuse me. Mm. He did, Kaz did feel a lot like Ezra. Although oh, yeah. I think he's supposed to be slightly older. That's the same. Um, like five years or so. So I think he's supposed to be about 20, whereas Ezra's like, what, 16? 
15. Luke when, Sage, right? Yeah, when we first started on Rebels. So, you know, he's starting from a slightly <laughs> earlier, or Kaz is slightly older than Ezra was. But I'm privileged. And yes, I was actually, <laughs> seems very relevant for today, today's uh, news media, so. <laughs> um, you know, Kaz, so yes, like, there are some ways where he comes off as, like, really irritating, and you kind of want to shake him, but at the same time, to <laughs> me, <laughs> well, sorry, I'm That's 35, illegal. and I, you know, I do sympathize, because I was probably like that, too, when I was 20, Maybe I'm still like that today. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think the, I think what I liked about Kaz is he's definitely very earnest. Like, he, he comes across, you know, he's a nice guy. He wants to help. And he clearly has a drive to do so. I think he's just a little bit naive about what that actually takes in terms of work, which I think kind of comes up in the first three, four episodes that we have seen so far. And he's definitely sheltered, privileged. Yeah. He clearly hasn't had to do so, you know, a do much yet with his life and, you know, that kind of comes up in a way is like, well, I'm supposed to be doing this, but, you know, also trying to maintain his cover, as he's reminded several times in the first few episodes. In the first four episodes, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. But I think he's got a lot of potential to grow um, and hopefully learn those lessons quicker than Ezra did. Because if that if that was ever my quibble about Rebels, and I know, Adrian, you had this quibble too, is that Ezra had to learn the same lesson several times. I mean, we're already kind of so seeing hope, that trend here with the whole mechanic versus spy thing. Yeah. It's, it's already starting to happen. And yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm confused about a few things about his character, and, and maybe you can okay. help. Sure. Help me help me on the right path. Maybe. When we when we first are introduced to him, he's flying in an X-wing with two other X-wing pilots. Yes. Yes. You know, in a three-person squadron or whatever you mm -hmm. want to call it. Yeah. And he has that really cool-looking blue and yellow R2 unit. Mhm. Mm that's yes. that, you know, his astromech that's, you mm -hmm. know, helping him in the ship and everything. And they're flying around and they've got some intel about the first order and all of a sudden they get chased by this red tie fighter, the red Baron. Let's just call him that. I don't know. <laughs> like yeah. They gave him a name. Uh, but I can't recall. Yes. He does have a name. I can look it they up. They said something when, he, when he was coming back to the base eventually or coming back to uh, uh Starkiller base, they said his name, but I could never catch it. I re you know, uh, Rewound it a couple times. And I still couldn't catch what they called him. Hollering? Is it, um, is it him? Him or her or whatever. Anyway, continue, John. Yeah. Anyway, um, so so that happens, and then they're like, "We're you know, 
Poe Dameron's supposed to show up. Poe Dameron's supposed to show up. And eventually mm-hmm. Poe shows up and the other two run away and or, or, or escape or whatever. Who was he working for at that point? The Republic. So in, yeah, so he's part of the New Republic Navy. Okay. He, in the very first shot when he's in and the And he's X-wing. a pilot. So he's a pilot in the New Republic Navy, yes. So he's okay. already a pilot, but, you know, like we saw, I guess. And now Poe wants him to join the Resistance. Yes. Which is different as, than the New Republic. The Resistance yes, are so, seen as extremists. They're, they're an opposite group. Right. They're not and part, then, officially so he, part of the Republic Navy. So he takes them, and they wear the same logo. Yeah. The New Republic and the Resistance wear the same exact logo. Mm-hmm. The Rebel Alliance logo. And he takes him to the the gargantuan. What's it called again? The behemoth. The colossus. Uh, the colossus. There we <laughs> the go. Gargantuan. You were so close. You were so close. Oh, it was something like that. The big uh, a way cool, um, a cool Marvel character name. There we go. Um, <laughs> colossus, great character. Yeah. Um, anyway, they, so they they go to the colossus, and he says, "Okay, you can't be a pilot. You have to be a mechanic." But you're ace pilot and so i'm I'm confused why are they forcing this mechanic role on him if he's a pilot that's I my think, confusion point i think the idea is is that as a mechanic he would be more likely to blend in and not be noticed as uh-huh, opposed but he to that up right away yeah as opposed to one of the ace pilots who's racing all the time and you know they've got their pictures up there and they're talking about them all the time And I mean, one of the things you either kind of have to love or love to make fun of in Star Wars is about how nobody actually bothers with, like, secret identities. Everybody uses their real name. Right. Or or slight variations. Or a name that was given to them. Yeah. So, so, you know. Yeah, Ben Kenobi. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going by his own name. Right. Or, I mean, you know, or going by his nickname, Kaz. Right. And so he's not making an attempt. So, like, if anybody bothered to do a freaking background check, they would yeah. see that, you know, he was from Hosnian Apparently, Prime and that he worked in Background checks the, or, are something they haven't developed yet in Star Wars. But go ahead. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> no sort of, like, fingerprint system or anything. Um, Darth Vader goes by an <laughs> alias, by the way. <laughs> okay, yes, that's true. But... <laughs> so I think the idea is is that if he's work working, quote unquote, as a mechanic, he's less likely to attract attention to himself, which of course then the first thing he does is actually fail miserably at that. But it also so why, kind of I think you're overcomplicating it, Kat. But yeah, oh, but my okay. my my big problem is why would you give him a job as a mechanic? When he's completely he's unqualified to be a mechanic. Comedy gold. That's, because, that's my big drama. issue. That's my big issue. Honestly. He I, could be a, a, a you know, a, I don't know what's, a, a janitor or something instead and blend in and nobody would suspect a thing. Why would they make him a mechanic? If Yeager, it's all about Yeager. Yeager's the contact. If Yeager was yeah, part of the could, custodial could, thing, I think he would have ended up being a manager, but he's a mechanic but he for the could, mechanic shop, he could so be, he's putting him up. But he could be the shop custodian, you know? Right. For the 
easily. I don't know. I just that's I'm really nitpicking. That's your hitting apparently. But but this that bothers me. For some reason that whole part of that bothers me. Like thematically it, it goes it goes along with the whole humbling thing they're going to eventually do with him, inevitably do with him because he's this, you know, privileged kid from Hosnian Prime. Basically he's a rich boy. Now he's going to be doing like grunt work and he's obviously terrible at it because he's never had to do anything for himself. His little argument with his dad implied as much. So thematically, it's it's all about his character growth. It's going back to the bottom and building up from that and getting real, quote-unquote, real-world experience and growing up that way. You know what I mean? So it's a humbling thing. In-universe, I still think it's just because Jaeger was just having to have a mechanic shop. <laughs> Probably true. Both okay. those points. Can we talk about how similar everything is to Rebels so far? Or is it just me? Well, it's not just you because other people online were mentioning the same thing. But like uh, crazy. Please, please expand. But you, you, you picked up on it and that was the first I heard of it. So, right. So we got uh, Kaz. I keep barking about how he's basically Ezra 2.0. Who's being taken under the wing of this... Ix military without leader. the angst though, because because he doesn't angst. have the angst. He doesn't have the that, angst. That, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not <opposite>. yet. Not yet. <laughs> not but, yet. <laughs> but you got Yeager, right? This guy who's putting trying to put his hero past behind him for whatever reason. Kanan did the same thing. He was a Jedi. He was part of the, you know, Republic Grand Army of the Republic. This guy was uh, in the rebellion. He was an ace pilot. <laughs> he was in the Battle of Jakku. He's putting all that behind him. He's just trying to. Live a quiet life now. You got Bucket, aka Chopper 2.0, little rusted out astromech. Tam and Kaz have the same kind of dynamic that uh, Ezra and Sabine kind of started off with, where she really didn't. Oh, good call, good call. Dig him too much. Niku is the alien. <laughs> Zeb. He's a lot chippier. A lot chipper. chippier, yeah. A lot yeah. more, a lot not chippier, but a lot more chipper. That's the yeah. No, I'm I'm gonna Zeb disagree was. with that. They're 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 nowhere near the same character, because Zeb was the muscle, and he was he was the butt of the joke in a different way. Still the than, butt of the joke. Well, true, very true. They're fulfilling the same. But this uh, guy, this guy makes the joke. He's not really the butt of the joke. He's because totally the butt of the joke. His well, his literal translation translations of everything that happened is what's funny. It's not a joke that's imposed on him. It's a joke coming from his point of view. It's still a comedic character. I get it. And, yeah. And I would say that Zeb was less a comedic character and more of a character that they did comedic things to. Um that's my opinion. And yeah, they're both aliens and they both look weird, whatever. But I don't I don't see them as I don't see them cuz he's this character is more the eternal optimist and mm -hmm. certainly not the heavyweight that Zeb is. So I don't see them as filling the same role. He's the alien sidekick to the protagonist. And what you want to bet is going to be some sort of like tragic backstory to to Niku at some point. Well, there was. He ate his pet. <laughs> A little, a little more tragic than that. 
<laughs> oh, okay. I don't know how you could get more tragic than that. That's pretty well, messed up. I mean, but so Niku's supposed to be about the same age as Kaz, right? And this has been a time of relative peace. He might not have a super tragic backstory. Maybe. We'll see. We don't know yet. There's no, we don't opportunity. Know. Like, there's nothing here implying that there is. Yeah. But usually, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I, I'm getting a sense that this guy's going to have something dark in his past. Some, there's something's going to pop up, I think. I'm sure you're right. I'd, I'd love to see that happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It might. I mean, yes, it would not be surprising. We already know that Yeager has potentially a tragic past, especially because it looks like if looks we... Looks like he lost a lady friend. A lady friend and maybe a small child. Yeah. yeah. So... From that too. Um, or a child. Um, we don't know how ooh, old, ooh. I guess. Just made the connection now. Ezra finds out about Kanan's Jedi uh, history by finding his lightsaber while he's snooping around in his room. Kaz finds out about Jaeger's uh, rebel history by snooping around in his room and finding a photo. That's <laughs> true. That's true. That's a good point. Good connection. Very similar. I'm not, not quite ha- the I'm, same. I'm, I'm, but I'm not ha- trying to hate on the show. I actually did enjoy it, but I'm just we're talking nitpicks here. There's a lot no, of similarities that are easy are, to point out. Yes. Yes, there are a lot of similarities. Um, who's the Hera analog? Tora. Tora, who I thought was cute. Very, very cheerful and cute. Um, Fulcrum, Poe Dameron himself, a pre-existing character. Yes, (laughs) Poe. So that is one thing I will say. So I've been reading. So it was suggested by Matt Martin, who is, I believe, part of the story group at Lucasfilm. And I hope I don't have that wrong. Um, my fan cred going down the drain. Anyway, Matt Martin <laughs> suggested on Twitter, people were asking like, well, where is the resistance set in the, you know, sequel trilogy timeline? And his suggestion or recommendation was that people should catch up on the first 25 issues of the Poe Dameron content, uh, comic series Mm -hmm. and then the resistance basically starts right after that but prior to tfa um so i've been catching up on the poe dameron comic slowly i'm way behind stopped reading it like issue five or something like that so i was re-watching the premiere of resistance and i do notice that compared to how we saw Poe at the end of The Last Jedi, both Resistance Poe and Poe in the comics definitely have that, like, cocky, I'm hot stuff, I'm the best pilot in the Resistance. Like, there's definitely that kind of cocky know-it-all vibe. Would you call him an ace pilot? Ace pilot, yeah. I was trying to avoid that. So, so I like that that little detail of characterization seems consistent based on where this is set in the timeline, because he definitely comes across as much cockier and know-it-all ace pilot than he does at the end of 
The Last Jedi where he's actually learns a little bit more and matured a bit. Very good observation that I totally, totally agree with. He's not the Poe Blessa. No, for sure. Question. Are y'all annoyed that he left BB-8 with Kaz? Yes! You should have had that blue astromech droid. Yeah, man, that blue astromech is sweet. It was cool. It's pretty nice. It was cool. I like the I like the color job. Um, you know why they're using BB-8? Because everybody loves BB-8. They, because yeah, they can. Because they yeah. can. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason not to. Well, um, and how would Kaz fend for himself? Because he's pretty inept at it without BB-8. Right. Mm. I, I mean, mean yes, Adrian, I get coming his little droid sidekick too, like Chopper. Maybe eventually. Old Astromic with a quirky personality. Oh, oh yeah, check. Helmet. Check. <laughs> oh, <laughs> why why God, did he give this poor dude a, a, a normal dome? Like, he's all naked, right. like 3PO yeah. and Phantom Menace. Like, this guy's well, naked. I don't like, I don't like that, guys. I think it's kind of it's kind of cute. I, I'm with Cat, but I think but it's kind of cute. But it is a little annoying that he's they're letting him walk around like that. It's it's different, and I get it. They're, hey, they're if he's for an, something new, if he's an old astromech, maybe he really likes that helmet, and that's what he wants to wear. I mean, we've already we already know that droids develop personalities. Maybe he's choosing to wear the helmet. I'm sure he is. Mm. And I have to like it though. <laughs> That's true. You don't. She's right, you know. <laughs> Did you guys notice that Bucket was voiced by himself in the credits? Oh, I didn't. Oh, I did oh. not. Oh, nice thanks. catch, though. <laughs> thanks for doing that. Now I'll be paying closer attention. Okay, so you guys didn't see the credits. Okay, this is a potential spoiler. Okay. You guys want to okay. hear it? Anthony yeah. Daniels is credited as 3PO in the credits. Ooh. Mm. So I saw that in the first first round of credits, right? I'm like, oh, okay. I wonder if 3PO is going to show up in this batch of episodes. He didn't. He did not. But, but he, in the future. It is still there. So. Wow. Right? I Spoiler. Big time. Yeah. Ooh. Well, it wouldn't. Again, given where we're set, we know three PO's around. Yeah. And and if you read the Poe Dameron comic, he's got a red, red arm droid droid <laughs> operative operative system. Set oh, that's up. right. Yeah. So yeah. so it makes total sense that Anthony Daniels and C three PO would pop up at some point. He has that in the the C3PO comic that explains about the red arm. Yes, but he also takes he also has in a in a short arc in the Poe Dameron comic, he's also critical to an arc that happens okay. there. Right. Along with his red up, arm. Man. Um so <laughs> So if we see him we'll see red arm 3PO then. I we need should, to see yes. red arm 3PO. We should. We should. Yeah. I we should, should. bought one of those red arm 3PO figures. 3PO should look pretty pretty darn good with his animation style. Yeah. 
That's another thing I want to talk about. I still oh, yeah? hate the faces. Did I just ruin that for you, John? I, I feel like I that's s- my fault. No, 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 no. Um, no, because they <laughs> bothered me. Everything looks ev- number one. Phasma looks huge, phenomenal. Huge Phasma, kudos. Yeah. Huge kudos to whoever's doing like uh, the shot setups and all that stuff. Um, the the environment shots look amazing and the camera angles and and so artistic and beautiful the freaking faces ruin <laughs> such a beautiful yeah. beautiful piece of art to me everything else is made the action shots are cool um so much to love about the artwork of this series except the faces look like they're not quite finished yeah. I mean, I don't think it bothered me as much as I thought it would. I do totally agree. The faces don't look as finished, and it's because the noses don't have enough definition for me. At they least don't that's what it isn't noses. for me. Yeah, some characters straight up don't have them at all. Yeah, they, they disappear in certain shots, which is disconcerting. But, but, so yes, that's not my favorite but overall watching these episodes it didn't bother me as much as i thought it would when i initially watched the trailer or whatever they you know anyway personally but yes i do wish i do wish the noses were just a little bit more defined but it's like little quibble because really, yes, like John said, everything else looks beautiful. And like the racing shots when they're, when he's piloting, when Kaz is best, piloting best the part fireball. Of the program. Best part and they're of the like, you know, and the camera's moving like it would if you were watching a Star Wars movie. You know, that's like. You know, it almost it it had kind of it elicited in me at least kind of that like visceral like woo, you know, like I feel like I'm there too, even though I'm watching it on my small iPad screen. Um, so that is really phenomenally done. Right. Uh, did you see that they announced the figures for the uh resistance? Yes. Yeah, the that figures have been released. Yes. That also was announced at New York Comic Con. Uh-huh. And they're coming out with the it's the They three... look cooler than the show does. They... <laughs> well, their noses are more defined. So. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They should they should take a hint from Okay, here's the red uh uh tie fighter pilot, Major Von Reg. Von Reg. V O N R E G. L I think it's Elric Von Reg. Von Is it Von Reg? Von Reg. Yes. Major Von Reg. Anyway, voiced, pretty cool. Looking. Voiced by Lex Lang. The Red Baron. Yes, I like. I like, I like that Baron. nickname. Yeah, let's cool. let's call yeah. him the Red Baron. <laughs> yeah, that's our nickname. Force. You heard it here first, folks. Red Baron. The Red Baron. Yeah. Which, quite <laughs> honestly, it. that's probably the inspiration. It I, might I hope be. it is. I hope it is. I hope this is a a major villain character, and then there's going to be the gold-plated Phasma character, right? 
Um, yes. Commander Pyre. Golden Phasma. Gold Phasma. Gold Phasma, yeah. Commander Pyre. So also yeah. some pretty dope armor there. Yeah. I like that red tie. That red tie is pretty. The red uh, tie is sweet. Wow. If they don't make that That's vehicle, sweet. I'm gonna be a little, uh, a little disappointed. Oh yeah. Star Killer yeah. Base looked phenomenal too. I think Star Killer Base yes. looked amazing. That was cool. I got yeah. chills when it first showed up at the end there. I'm like, ooh. Are they multiplying? <laughs> Here we go. Are they losing control? Are... <laughs> I got chills. Some chills. So many multiplying. Um, like Catholic like, bunnies, man, all over the place. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, circular base looked phenomenal. Uh, yeah, it did. I- I'm looking. It did. I'm looking forward to seeing that side of the of uh, of, of, the, of the universe expanded a bit upon more. I don't need yeah. Snoke per se. I, I need First Order, not Snoke. First Order. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll see Kylo at some point, you know. Probably. Um, oh, they already said he I'd, has a cameo, doesn't he? Adam Driver voicing him. That right. was a rumor yeah. that has not been confirmed. Oh, it was a rumor. I thought it was an actual. Yes. Okay. I don't know. I don't think it's actually been confirmed. Um, but it would not surprise me if that happened. I I did speaking of speaking of voice actors did do either of you think so there was there was quite a kerfluffle that happened before the resistance premiered where the voice actress oh, so of yes General Leia Organa Rachel yeah. Butera um, posted a rather unfortunate video on Twitter and was promptly called out for it. And so, did either of you guys think that her lines got cut from this episode? Kinda. The scene with Poe and Leia and Kaz? Because it felt a little bit like there should have been something there. Right. But then there wasn't, and I was just, did either of you guys get that feeling, or am I just crazy? Which is Right, thank possible. you for bringing that up. No, in in hindsight, that's a very astute observation. I, I felt that they cut something out when I saw that, because I was like, okay, Leia's going to say mm. something to him that this kid's going to carry Yeah, out. and then there's like... Nothing. Nothing. Like, not even like a little snarky quip about... About you know is this how you something yes something. you know a lay you yeah, yeah, totally nothing nothing but apparently because I looked into it further too apparently that's the way it actually was from people that saw uh, the episode a little while ago I forget oh, at what convention or whatever people that had seen it before early verify that no that's oh, the way it played nothing. out okay interesting because I don't it, know that's to be believed though and we don't know how I, long ago that was. Yeah, it definitely came across as kind of awkward, which is why that popped into my head, because it it seemed kind of weird that they would have, you know, Poe and an act, we'd actually see like a hologram of Leia, but then she just kind of like stood there and looked at Poe, and then Wallflower or Wall hologram just kind of. Yeah, which is not really Leia. Yeah, Leia would have said something to the kid falling into the room like that. Yeah, so that was okay. Well, so maybe it just felt a little weird to me. You know what else was weird? Um, 
uh, Bobby Moynihan's character. Hey, uh, Orca? Yeah. Orca? Orca, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, One's a gorg. It's the 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 um the New York Jewish Watto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you should try the deli sandwich. I'm just saying. You know? <laughs> I did yeah. love the character. Love the character. Yeah, Orca's flicks are say, pretty awesome. Flicks and yeah. Orca. I love flicks so yeah. hard. Yeah. Like I, you know, he wouldn't love it, but I just kind of want to like hug him. Um, flicks, <laughs> flicks is it so does look flicks. Cuddly. He looks like a total like he walked out of a Studio Ghibli movie. Exactly what I was he thinking. He does, and you and stole I love my it. words. I love it. Like I just, I love him so much. I hope we see more of Flicks. My neighbor Flicks. He's totally great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I loved him. So that's he good, was one uh, of my, I mean, and so that's, that's actually, I think maybe even though I'm not a hundred percent in love with Kaz, although I'm willing to get there is that I think the supporting characters and cast of this show are like above and beyond. They're really excellent. I mean, yeah. Tam, I love Tam, you know, the no nonsense, you know, I'm not going to put up with your BS. This is ridiculous. I'm over it. <laughs> I love her. She's great. I'm excited for more hype Faison, too. I want to yes. see some hype, yeah. man. Yeah. I want to see some hype. I mean, I like Yeager. I like Flix. Tora. Orca. Tora is adorable. Niku. Yeah. I, you know, he brings the humor and it's all, he's very literal, but the darkness it's, there. Niku. Niku, it's, I'm saying it right now. Niku's my favorite character in the series. He's Already. speaking of characters Already. you want to give a hug. He's just he's oh. just so sweet. I just can love I, that character. Can I say something about him though? Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, of course. This is a John John, you, you say this a lot uh uh lately. Well not lately, but you you brought it up before in the past, right? About things feeling a little too earthy. Right. Niku's fish on a water stick feels a little too alien on earth earthy uh-huh yeah no i get that i to get me. that i no i totally get that i totally get that i just still love it you know it's, it's funny but i mean still how, how often do you see aliens in star wars act like fish out of water like that you never do you never do well you yeah. don't but surely there are a few of them and i don't there's even not know a few it's... of them and don't call me surely <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, he felt a little too <laughs> Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy for me, you know, taking things okay. too literal and and just awkward. And but he's he's I funny, mean, comedic I, relief. Can I just raise a counterpoint to that no. though? Yes. <laughs> well, I'm going to anyway. Okay. You you Sorry. may raise up to four. Actually, go ahead. I mean, <laughs> four and a half. I'm probably on like three. So. You know, in Star Wars, we have all of these alien species throughout the galaxy anyway. It's not, I mean, I kind of feel like maybe we should have seen this before. Like, probably not 100% of those aliens are just going to seamlessly meld in with human culture. So, I don't know. No, I mean, we've got some I, of that in Clone Wars too, uh, with the Ryloth, Ryloth stuff, uh, with the clones and the little... Little child, uh, uh, yeah, Nima, Nima, 
that that that, right? that was a yeah. culture clash, but it, it felt like a culture clash, not a fish out of water. There's a different vibe to it. I just think Niku looks at the world a little bit differently. Yeah, less less so than being a fish out of water. I just think he looks at things a little bit differently than maybe you it's or I. Oh, so he's there's... just weird no matter what. Like he'd be weird even on his planet. Well, yeah. I mean, is, is okay, I like that cat. Be... I like that. That that fixes it a bit is for me. Is he supposed to be a Nicktoo? <laughs> uh, Niku the Nicktoo. Right. That's Niku. A... That's a mouthful. Um, I'm trying to look up what is that. Alien. What he's supposed to, his race is supposed to be because I mean he kind of looks like the skiff guards and they were Nick twos, right? Right. Um. What so is would he species? be the would he be the same same species as um Hondo? No, I, I well Hondo's a weak way. Oh, weak yeah. way. All right. All right. And I don't think so. Maybe he's the, a weak way. I don't think they're the same. Different skin color, but I mean, well, Niku Vas was a Kadas. Yeah, he's a Niku. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So I, I kind of, I, I kind of see him as weird just for his species. Kadas is Niku, also known as the Green Niku. Yeah. Okay. So he's that's the thing. So yeah, I, I, so yeah. Viewing uh, him from that just, angle, I like. I like that fixes yeah. it a lot for me. He's just weird, okay. in general. Even on his, he's not a fish out of water. He's just a weird guy. That thank you guys. That, that just that, thank completely you. off the rails. He's an out. He's he's not an outcast, but he's he's different. He's an oddball. I like that. He's 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 not gonna fit in. He's got like. The the Nicktu version of Aspergers or something, you know, where he's just socially <laughs> incapable. He's of, socially awkward. Let's, of let's getting it, you know. Well, I mean, I think I think what John is saying not is that everybody that... with with Aspergers is socially <laughs> awkward. I don't. I, please, yeah. Please, please send me. Yeah. Niku is that weird kid that's really proud of his butterfly collection and he wants to show right. it to you. And you're like, yeah. and if you're a dick about it, you're gonna be a dick about it. But if you're understanding, oh, well, this guy's being nice and he's excited about right. this, so I'm... yeah, totally. That's neat. I love him. I need... yeah, I love. I mean, you guys just fix love it. this character. I mean, I do think John, though. I think you have a point with bringing up the the Aspergers thing. Is like, like maybe he's not supposed to be like what we would call neurotypical or whatever. He's just he looks like on at the things. Ooh, or something. That's a, the way. That's a five dollar that he... word there. Yeah, sorry. I like that. Sorry, SJW no, here. Um, that just gave me a, so, a new word I can throw out there. Thank so, you. so I think. I mean, I think kind of the idea is is that he's not supposed to be like. Yes, he is a little bit of an oddball because of that, and you know, people are like, "Okay, Niku, you know, whatever, sure, ignore it." Or he's a total square peg. But well, do you but guys? I, think, but I like that about do, him. Do you guys think that's a point yeah. for them though? So uh, again, making the Drax comparison to Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Drax has become a a, a symbol for, for people with autism, for kids with autism. Yeah, I found that out uh, a while ago. Kids with yeah, autism yeah. really connect with Drax because, quote unquote, he's like me. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's the idea with a character like like Niku? I mean, it's the same parent company, so sure. 
I would not be surprised if that kind of is the point. I mean, maybe not directly the point, but perhaps they included his character as part of, you know, yeah, maybe. Hmm. That's, that's crazy how just changing the perspective, uh, or the way I look at the character really changes it. You guys just made the show better for me. Thank you. I'm going to go back and watch the, uh, the episodes again and just see him as the weird guy, and I'm probably going to love him. Well, skip the first episode because it's hard to get through. Uh, you know what? I prefer the first episode to follow-ups. Really? Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, not me. Because we have to set up that uh, we have to set up to like the overall seasonal arc in that, mm-hmm. and then we got uh, you still a Tie Fighter esque type of <laughs> situations <laughs> that are probably going to tie back in in little ways for the finale, but they're 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 misadventures that aren't building too much as of yet to the main arc. I feel. Yeah, you know, I it, I think the pirate thing introduced a cool aspect, the triple dark or what it was called. Right. Yes, the that was the second episode. That was the pretty rad. Dark. Yeah. I like yeah, the ships, that was, the, the makeshift ships they all dr- flew around. There was a, like a Tie Fighter yeah. uh, mishmash there that was S, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. But an interesting thing, speaking of pirates, which may or may not be related to Arg. existence in any way, shape, or form. But a certain pirate that we know and love, Hondo Onaka, is apparently yeah. still alive in the sequel trilogy era. I hope so. <laughs> of so he is. I'm just throwing it out there that maybe we could see Hondo Onaka 3.0. You know what? Um, I am going to tweet at Dave Filoni. And just request that. <laughs> I'm just sure gonna request Dave that. She will not respond, but uh-huh. good luck. Well, he has he's never responded to any of my tweets yet. But I'm still, you know, hopeful that he's just saving it for this right special time. So maybe this is that time. Maybe this is that time. Um Hey Dave Filoni, can we please see Hondo in real at Star Wars real time tweeting. <laughs> I love it. Um, do they have their own Twitter account? They do Star not. I think no. I think it's all it's under Star the Star Wars. Wars okay, Twitter so I'll just do hashtag feed. Resistance maybe or hashtag Star, Star Wars. Wars Resistance. I think they're using Star Wars Resistance. But you can still the at, at Star Wars though, so do both. Yeah. At Star Wars and hashtag resistance, Star Wars resistance. Done. 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 Good job. And then I'll just go, K, thanks. K, thanks. K, thanks. Bye. K, thanks. Peace. Bye. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll end bye. <laughs> Yo, you know what? The last time one of us live tweeted while we were recording, uh, uh-huh. got, a, got a reply, remember, when I tweeted at a Daniel Older for Last Shot? Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll get a reply. Do you remember that? Maybe, 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 you know? maybe. Yeah. And of course, and of course, Ryan Johnson liked the twin tweet. Um, right, my forehead with, twin. Well, yeah, your forehead <laughs> twin with Ryan Johnson. Uh, <laughs> so that's interesting that John didn't like the premiere if he liked the other two episodes, but Adrian liked the premiere more than 
the other two episodes. I'm kind of in the middle. I I think my biggest issue is that the following two episodes, Triple Dark and Fuel for the Fire, which was the third or fourth episode, fourth episode, um, it felt a little bit like treading water, you know, just because it's kind of like, okay, Kaz, you know, you need to be doing your stuff. Get with the program. Um, it's hmm. not all about you. <laughs> so I kind of agree with both of you. I will be excited to see where it goes. But I enjoyed it overall. Like, I've now I've watched all three episodes um and i like it i'm tempted so one thing and john i know that you mentioned this in our group text thread but one thing that i'm thinking about is that this might be like the first time i try and sit my kids down and be like ooh let's watch star wars like a real they've seen the forces of destiny shorts but like this would might kind of be the first like series show series yeah Yeah. and john you mentioned that you watched some of this with your grandson and how did he like that target audience you know what we we honestly didn't get to watch all of it because he came Mm -hmm. over to help us decorate for halloween at our house Uh. so we had but we did a series like a solid 20 minutes and he was transfixed Mm -hmm. i don't know how much he absorbed I don't know yeah. how much he liked it. We didn't really talk about it afterwards because, you know, we were busy with other stuff. But yes. I'm I'm definitely going to show him more and see what his feelings about it are. <laughs> cool. That's cool, man. That's cool. You guys should totally, totally let me know uh, how your kids uh, and grandkids react to it. Just. Yeah. I mean, just I make this argument a lot, but I mean, come on, it's it's all for the kids. It's all for the kids, right? Mm-hmm. Not a forty-seven-year-old well, guy who <laughs> complains about yeah. un- uncompleted faces. <laughs> I mean, and my kids, I guess I shouldn't say they've they've also we've watched Lego Star Wars, yeah, which they they like also. Hey, so hashtag I'm, the Freemaker Adventures are lit. I like that show. Yeah, I need I need to get I haven't watched that actually, but I feel like maybe I should get that and introduce my kids to that. Freemaker's um, fun. I know both of you guys, I know for a fact will enjoy it. Yeah. So, I've seen the first two or three episodes. Freemakers? Yeah. Yeah. Later on. It's good. Later on, like, like it gets really really funny and like they get I, they connect more with like the actual uh main uh main series after a while so it kind of becomes like a what if almost type of scenario and it's it's just funny uh-huh. but that, that's a that's a tangent <laughs> oh speaking of uh tangents i do like that there's um uh, the the pit droids are in it oh a little prequel <laughs> love that's right yeah that little yeah, prequel love maybe call back mm-hmm yeah, the, the humor was, in the show really surprised me. I was not ex- I was expecting to be rolling my eyes more than than I did, which yeah, I think it was only like once. Yeah, I actually that's actually a good point, Adrian. Is that I was kind of expecting the humor to be a little bit more juvenile, I guess, 
but it's actually not. It's situational. I mean, maybe a little, it's, it's situational. But yes, though. yeah, and it it doesn't seem as forced sometimes. Forced. Forced. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sometimes, as some of some Star Wars humor can be. So I I would agree with that definitely. That's a that's a good observation. It definitely felt yes more situational and less kind of inserted to make the kids laugh because exactly it, it, it was orga- organic is that the way it felt natural it had a flow to it yes it just, yeah natural yeah it came from the characters and it, it established a lot of their personality quirks which mm-hmm. i appreciated that's you're right it wasn't forced it wasn't just there for the sake of a joke it felt organic and natural and i really appreciated that and i look forward to seeing more of the show for that reason like a star wars comedy show for kids i'm down I'm sure it'll, there's going to be some darker moments later on, especially with the whole Starkiller First Order subplot. But I know mm-hmm. I know this is now a show that I can watch along with DuckTales when I'm detoxing from a horror movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this show yeah. is now. I have, I have a Star Wars detox show now, so I am totally on board. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. No, I I have to say I was pleasantly surprised i you know i think kind of my hopes at this point are that i hope kaz learns some lessons and kind of gets with it and i'm optimistic that he will and over and over sorry (laughs) and but you know aside from and i still like him so like i i hate to sound negative um i still like kaz i just want him to grow and learn be more interesting. <laughs> yeah. But I love the supporting characters in this show. I mean, literally, like, all of them. I think, like, Aunt Z, who runs the bar, great. Um, right. So I think they've really hit it out of the park, kind of with the atmosphere and the supporting cast. So, and the humor is good. So I think this... I think it's promising. I'm definitely looking forward to. I've I've watched the first four episodes. Come on, give me more. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So, how long are we gonna have to wait for episode four to show up? Um, two weeks, right? So this was the premiere, and then next week was when triple the triple dark will air on tv and then the week after that is when fuel for the fire will air so we've actually got like three weeks until Uh. we'll get a new a new episode that hasn't already been released online in a world of netflix where entire seasons are available at once i know (laughs) i know they actually released spoiled us by dropping four episodes and now we have to wait i love how you guys started saying four episodes that's 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 awesome i i did it inception boom i i actually haven't said that yet i'm sure you have (laughs) (laughs) but uh because in my mind there are three but um but um i'm just i'm i'm really excited that it's kind of a cross between the two, actually, that we're getting like three episodes at a time and then have to wait and we're not getting them all and have this pressure to sit there and and sit through 18 hours of um, 
of one show all at once. I kind of like it that they're they're giving us a little candy and making us wait a little while before we get a second helping, you know? I love it. Yeah, it's pros and cons, definitely, too. Yeah. It's certainly nice to get, like, a chunk of new Star Wars. Waiting is not quite as fun, but it was nice of them to do that, so I definitely appreciate it. Well, I mean, if they'd have done it the other way, we'd have watched all of them by now, and um, we would have glossed over a lot in the, you know, just in the essence of trying to save time, you know? True debt. True debt. I think I prefer it this way. Yeah, it's just the anticipation kind of, you know, it's just kind of, but it's also the fun part because it, it, it lets you have some time to speculate. Whereas if you're giving it all at once, there's no time for speculation. All right. That's a very, very good point. Less to talk about. Yeah. I also feel like by kind of getting it, if they are going to keep doing it like this, it will help build. I mean, for me, and maybe for a lot of other people and a lot of shows, like actually being able to sit down and watch a chunk at a time is more engaging than having to wait for each episode. So if you look at these episode, these episodes as kind of a whole, I mean, yes, we have that the premiere, but then you've got the two following it, and they're still kind of set up and establishing Kaz's place on the Colossus and, you know, kind of about him settling in. Like watching if watching those one at a time on a weekly basis, like in three weeks, we might be like, "Ugh, I don't know about this, guys. But seeing them as a chunk and then, you know, getting hopefully another chunk down the line might make it, I don't know, flow a little bit. So better, like maybe. like a hybrid of the binging and just a yeah. weekly release. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. We'll see. I yeah. guess we'll see what happens. Because I'm not sure if they're actually going to release them online in batches like they did with this first one. Or after we catch up, if it'll just be on a weekly basis. I think it'll be on a weekly. I, th- I think this is just a one-time thing. Yeah. That's kind of the feeling I get, but who knows. We um, <laughs> we, we haven't really talked about the second and third episodes. Or third and fourth episodes. I mean, we've kind of <laughs> lost over them. Depending on your point of view. Um, you know, I, I like the space pirates thing coming to attack the base. And that was that was neat. And I like that there's this rival squad that was trying to steal the super gasoline. Um, Hyper space gas. Space gasoline, yeah. <laughs> Huge plot point in The Last Jedi. Just uh, hmm, want to point that out. Well, and uh, <laughs> right. cough another... Another movie that came out recently, Solo. Oh, right. Basically the whole yeah. Solo's <laughs> I like how plot. you just totally right. glossed over that. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. It was forgettable. What? Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, John. I also, I loved, um, I, I liked Elijah Wood's voice work in Fuel of the Fire. And. That was Elijah yeah, Wood. Yeah, kind of setting up. Yes. As Jace Rucklin, the well, sneaky. I know what I'm rewatching later. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was Elijah Wood being a little tricky 
um, he tricks us. I was also having, I was also having, like, <laughs> there we go. Like, please, John, please, John, also please, having, <laughs> I was also yeah. having deja vu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good golem. I was having oh, deja shit. vu because, um, Rachel McFarlane was the voice of the mechanic, one of the mechanics. And then I was having flashbacks to American Dad. I was like, wait, what's going on? Like, I've heard her before. I had to go on IMDb to jog my memory. So. All right. Yeah, yeah, there's a little rewatch. Rewatch here. Yeah. So so far, the voice And those were the the two episodes I, I think I liked better because they were. I mean, they were, yeah, they were a little more of the same, but it it gives us a little more of the world on the Colossus and what things are like Yes, there. that's and true. It, and, and, and that's what I really liked about it. It's less exposition and more exploration, I suppose. Ooh, ooh, I like that. Now like we that. have secret tunnels and we have rival mechanics and pilots and ace pilots. and. Well, we're still kind of in that expositional you didn't phase. Drink. Oh, oh, totally. Like, it's not necessarily right. a criticism. It just... No, no, no. Yeah. yeah, But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I know mean, what you're it, saying. It felt a little less like the first episode. Less of a and task. And more like, okay, let's let's get comfortable with the surroundings here. And, you know, I mean, sure, it's more more things that, um, uh, you know... We haven't we haven't gotten anywhere in terms of the the actual mission yet, and I think that's what's what's holding up the the series. We did a little bit with the pirate thing. Oh, is this part of the mission? You know, and then it turned yeah. out to be totally different. But and Phasma's cryptic little cameo, right? Yeah. So, you know, I I, I liked them better, and and that's probably why. You know, what? I'm gonna go back and rewatch them. Y'all, y'all gave me some things to to look at. I, I gotta watch this as a Star Wars fan, straight up. Yeah. Now, but also now as a detox show, I'm I'm more excited for it now. But uh, how's I mean, about... John. No, go ahead. Go. Oh, I was just gonna say, John. I like your kind of exploration analogy because you're right. We definitely get to see a little bit more of the Colossus, and I do like how varied I guess it is you know there are a lot of different people a lot of different aliens there's definitely like different sectors of the show there's a little bit of intrigue in the fact that um Toradoza's father is the one that like runs the Colossus and you know there's there's kind of like a little peak of him at one point I think it's in Fuel the Fire um you know kind of adding some intrigue you know to the to the overall plot. So yeah, I like, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I was kind of, you know, I went in with, I guess not, not necessarily low expectations, but trying to keep my expectations neutral. Right. Yes. Right. Just enjoy yeah. it. And, and I had fun. Here, here. I think I did too. Ted's my goats. Well, with that said, um, you know, I think I need to go outside and watch a race while I work on an engine. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Don't take your eye off the parts for too long, though. What do you say we wrap this sucker up? 
Adrian, tell the good people where they can find us. Good people can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ForceFanPodcast and our website, ForceFanPodcast.com. If you want to at me directly, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at BlueLabPro or my portfolio website, BlueLabPro.com. And I am doing the 365 Movie Challenge on all three. Uh, Today is the day of of this recording. It is day 282, 83. Wow. So wow. yeah, over 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 it pretty much. So over a lot it, of movies, bro. But, yeah, <laughs> but I'm making a cinemagraph for each movie, which is the real hard part. But they're all there. Check them out if you want or, or don't. I'd, I'd appreciate it if you did. That'd be awesome. Yeah, Cat Ray, how about you? Uh you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that John Fred, and also on my Facebook page, John K. Frederick. Well, that wraps up a, another thrilling episode. We're super excited to have more new Star Wars in the form of Star Wars Resistance. Um, I think three of us are super excited, and anybody who sat through this podcast is probably excited about it as well. Uh, that's going to do it for this program. May the Force be with you. Ace pilot, ace pilot, ace pilot. And then some. (laughs) 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 All right. Bye, guys. May the force be with you.